This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No rest. We can discuss, give me your truth. It never fails. Hey, what's going on, y'all? You know what it is. Your boy, Lil Real. Right now, you're listening to Keeping It Real with Young Wayne. I'm in the building. Y'all already know. in the building. Yes, sir. Looking cool. Yeah, you see what I got on? Lynch Lemonade. <laughs> what? <laughs> Lyrical oh. lemonade. <laughs> no, I said lynch. Jesus Christ! Oh, that's how we. That's how we start. I, I can read everybody. I just, I can't I just see. Listen. It's the angle. Oh, lyric. Because <laughs> I was a question like, what the fuck? You got a question? It says lynch lemonade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't what think I would wear that one. What do you got on? Hey <laughs> man. Yeah, shout Lyrical out, lemonade. shout out, Cole Bennett, man. Chicago, what up, though? All right, wow. man. Look, we have a great show for y'all today. Uh, this show, well. This show is inspired by me watching a video. I text Wayne yeah, and said, Wayne, I think we got to dive into this. Because, and, and look, it comes from another podcast. Do you know the name of the podcast? Uh, well, it's B. Simone's podcast. Oh, it is. Huh? She That's does it. with a friend. Okay. And they were talking about Dr. Martha and Luther King. Oh, wait, the who? who? The Martha Luther King. Okay, Martha Luther King. The Martha Luther King. <laughs> okay. Dr. Martha Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> and what she said kind of fired me up in a way that I didn't think I would even care. But before we get into that, first of all, let me just tell y'all who B. Simone is. B. Simone is a talented actress, comedian, influencer. Uh, she's gorgeous. She's funny. She's good people. Somebody I've worked with before. Okay. And she's dope. Okay. But I don't think I agree with what she said. So do me a favor. Let's uh. let's. let's Let's play yeah. what she said. Let's see what's going on here. Yeah. Is the, the man that fought for freedom or the fact that he was cheating on his wife? Jesus. I'm going to give you this example. He's a great father. He's a great businessman. He's a great CEO. He's an entrepreneur. He's such a boss. He's a boss. Look at that man. He's a boss. Look he's at a, him. He's a great father. Look at him. That strong black man. He's look a, at him being at a his at kid's him. game. But you're cheating on your wife. You're not a good husband, but he's great in all these other aspects. How are you a great leader, a great CEO, a great black man? You're not, you're not great. You're not, you're <laughs> you're not great. God, you're not. That is triggering. Yeah, for oh, well, sure. I'm a good dad. You're not a good dad because you don't respect me. How the fuck you showing these kids you a good father and you don't respect their mother? You're not a great dad, my nigga. You're an okay human. Someone being a good person to you means they're a good person to you. Someone being a p- good person to everyone means that they are a good person. This is crazy. They're talking about Martin Luther King. <laughs> they're like, they're going in on Martin Luther King not being a great man because yeah. he cheated on his, his wife. wife. Yeah, I'm okay. Is Which he... honestly, nobody would never know if it wasn't for the FBI. <laughs> 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 they would have never, nobody would have ever said no. anything if it wasn't for the feds. <laughs> but let, let me say this: you know, when she listed all these things, right? Mm-hmm. The great, you know, you can't, you know, if you're not a great, he's a great father. He can't be a great husband yeah. because he cheated on his wife. Yeah, yeah. He can't be a great, great leader. Leader. If he cheated on his, his wife. wife. Yeah, Even well. though he proved, the brother proved to be a great leader. He's not a perfect human being. Right. And you know what's scary about this? It's, it's like, those are crazy statements just to throw out there as if somebody's perfect. Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect. And ev- no one. No ev- one. Nobody's ever created. Perfect. Nobody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, look, Dr. King, I'll say this. And this is fine. Y'all take it how y'all want to. <laughs> oh, boy. If anybody was going to have groupies, <laughs> Dr. It, King makes sense. It should have been Dr. King. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Like, if anybody had, like, all right, I'm not condoning what he did because it wasn't right. right. I'm just saying if anybody, if we thought about groupies, and, like, for her to even say that, like, 
I would love to see that same type of energy when you're talking about the baby. <laughs> Wait, what, what? what's up with her and the baby, man? You know, she loved the baby. Yeah, I, I do remember that now. She was going crazy. She was trying to, she like she was, was trying to find him, right? She was finding him. She was trying to date him. <laughs> So wait a minute. You think Dr. King is, is really not a great person, a great leader. Uh, but the baby uh, is who you want to be with. The baby never cheated on his wife. Nigga, the baby ain't got no wife. <laughs> well. The baby is the baby. The brother, the brother, the brother had his baby mama on live. Like, that's the guy you're chasing, but you won't say shit about him. But you talked about Dr. Martin Luther King, who, in fact, these are facts. The brother did a lot for us as a people. Mm -hmm. yeah. And not just black people, people in general. Mm -hmm. Honestly, we still haven't really reaped the benefits of what he did. Mm -hmm. Other people have. Yeah. Wow. That's real. <laughs> not black people, for real. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, it's, hmm. it's just, it's almost like, what's the line of just being disrespectful? I feel like this generation doesn't care about shit. She's going to say it's her opinion. Yes, it's an opinion, but it doesn't like... Because women always talk about what's a good man, what's a good man, what's a good man. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody perfect, fam. No. You know, we brothers. We, yeah. Me and you, me and... Yeah, yeah. I know I'm not perfect. I've never been perfect. I'm you know no, what I'm saying? I'm, never would say that I'm shit. I'm nowhere near perfect. But would that make me not a great father if I'm not a great husband? Hmm. But you know, they would say, uh, you can't... If you can't lead your household, how can you lead the world? Maybe that's what they were thinking when they were talking. But that's not that's not the same thing, man. Like, cause you know, what like what are you talking about? That's why that statement is so blanket. You don't know what Coretta went through. Yeah. You don't know what their relationship is. So you're right. just saying some right, shit like right, that. Right. It's just it's just insane. And bro. we should hear from the kids because I mean, at the end of the day, I mean that's who they he love was their leading. Father. Right. Anybody anytime you see any of the king children talking about their dad, first of all, they lost him at a young age. Right. The brother was in his thirties. Yeah. He was doing all that in his thirties. In his thirties. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they already say men don't become men until what, 45, Dude, 50? Like right? it's it's you know, we're asking for perfection. And look, I'm once again, I'm not condoning anything. I think I also understand some shit ain't none of my fucking business. Mm. <laughs> hey, they don't know how to I mean, not they, but this, this generation don't know how to mind their own business. That's, I mean, that's not what happens. But to say, hey, Dr. Martin Luther King is not great because he wasn't, he didn't check up all the boxes. Mm. This brother also did all this shit without getting paid. Yeah, that's real. And Danny said, damn. Wait, wait, no, for real. Him and Malcolm X didn't, when they died, mm. they didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. They left legacy, but didn't have nothing, to, no financial version to show for that shit. Yeah, they sacrificed their lives for, for us. So here we go. We got new rich niggas talking shit about what somebody not great and what they are, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And you reaping the fucking benefits of this shit. Right. Yeah, she might not have been able to do that podcast Dude, for Martin Luther King. if it wasn't for Dr. Martin Luther King, also if it wasn't for Coretta Scott King... Having the strength to still stand next to them and knew the movement was more important than their personal shit. Hmm. Yeah, that's real. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that's real. That's that's who really should get the huge applause is Coretta Scott King. Which the beautiful thing is when he passed away, when years, you know, as years went, you know, went down the line, Coretta still stood by what the movement was, mm. and that's what fucking mattered. And so, like to hear a young lady saying that shit. Yeah. And don't even think about the disrespect. You disrespect the Coretta Scott King by saying that shit. Hmm. Yeah. I, I'm sure she didn't think that far into it. Dude, you all. don't have to hit every category to be great some shit. No. No. Yeah, nobody's perfect. So, I mean. That's just like, who, hey, if you have a bad comedy show, like if Beast of Bo had a bad set somewhere. Right. Is she not a comedian no more because she had a bad set? Can you still not be a great comedian because you bummed once or twice? Hmm. Oh, you can still be great. Exactly. Yeah. Well, B. Simone, uh, we need answers now. <laughs> I mean, they just heard, like, this is my thing, man. Like, you know, Dr. King never portrayed himself as somebody that was perfect. Okay. He never said that. Mm -hmm. And we've seen people do that shit before. Like, Cosby, Cosby. wanted to be the, the America's dad for real. All right. I mean, like, people, you know, I remember, like, you know, it's, it's still controversial. Where, like, people blame Hannibal. For everything that happened to Cosby, but it wasn't no Hannibal. He ain't do shit. 
Cosby was talking shit about a lot of us. Mm. You need to pull your pants up. You need to do this. And then you need, y'all don't know what you're talking about. And then the hip hop. <laughs> and then you be cursing. And like, nigga, uh, you drunk people. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking shit about anybody? So, hey, you, you. No, Eddie Murphy. Well, no, nah, nobody talked about any of that. I about to say. But Eddie Murphy talked about him calling him on Raw. And you know he was like, man, the filth flowing, filth, and you cursing it, which was a real phone call. Hmm. You know, and it's no, it's even no disrespect to Cosby too, because Cosby did a lot of great things for our community and our business, everything. But man, when you try to portray yourself as fucking perfect, it is impossible mm-hmm. because people can't wait to knock your ass down off that shit. Yeah, that's true. I think that's you know, unfortunately, even with Will Smith. Man. Having this image of like you living up some shit that's hard, bro. Like you're a human fucking being, which is why, like you know. Do you think Will ever portrayed himself as perfect or clo- close to it? Like I don't think he ever. No, no, he didn't do that. He he just was a he just was displaying a good person, right? That's all he was doing, giving out great advice, trying to motivate people, inspire whatever. Yeah. But then once again, once you give yourself whatever that or participate in that persona. It's fucking tough. Yeah, it's hard to live up to that. It's hard to live up to that. You can't. It's, it's impossible, really. It's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. Which would probably give you energy to go up and slap somebody. <laughs> like it was like, which I mean, look, now we've we've moved past the slap. Yeah, we we we've gone. But do you think it was? <laughs> nah. I've i kind of started to believe that that shit was. I heard Cat Williams talking about this in the interview that he don't think it was real. Really? He think it was set up. Why? It's a lot of reasons for that shit. The Oscars has been boring as fuck for the last few years. Because <laughs> when you go back and look at it, right, it was kind of shot perfectly. Yeah, it was. Like right, like right behind him. I was like, wait, you could have, you mean to do the control room. Like, wait a minute. Oh, he getting up. Camera two. Go to camera two. Okay, switch back to camera one. Zoom in. Zoom in. Get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> Like you act like you had the NBA or NBC camera dude. Man, yeah, not <laughs> zoom in. Oh Bang. shit! Bye. Okay, zoom out. Okay, he went back to his seat. Wait a minute, he's yelling something. Go back to go back to him. Okay, show Lapita in the background a little bit. Looking shocked. <laughs> nah, if we could get if we could get them in here to tell us exactly what was going through their minds at the time, that would be hilarious, actually. And that was a Will Packer uh, production, right? Will Packer production. Mm-hmm. But would anybody admit, like, what if it was right. stage? How far do you let that shit go? Uh, before somebody like, hey, y'all, look. Uh, before y'all fire Will from everything, we were just playing. Before <laughs> y'all banned him. Before, <laughs> and now he banned for 10 years. Before y'all, let's tell me he can't do nothing else. Swiffle God, they was just playing. <laughs> <laughs> they was just playing. But they should have came out and said that would have saved him 10 years. But does it matter? That he's, he's I don't out. it's so weird what and what you know what's funny about that is is how up at arms everybody was. About man, this shit. man, every and day. And we don't see the same energy when it's when it has come to the shootings recently. Shh. You know, at the grocery store. Man. They talked about the Will Smith Chris Rock slap every fucking moment for damn near a month. Mm-hmm. Maybe they talked about that shooting for a week for real with that energy. You had Jim Carrey, you had all these, you uh, the actors and the actresses like, what that did, it was traumatizing and blah, 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 blah. Right? All that shit. And they say shit about the shootings. Oh. Like whole murders, which was way, is way more traumatized. Do you do it? Do you think it's because it's so touchy that no, people it's don't? Not fucking they, touchy. And they always do this. No, they pick and choose what that shit is. Hmm. They, you know, when, I'm going to tell you something, this is some real shit. When you're somebody like a Will Smith that, especially white people love you, mm-hmm. like, bruh, like, they don't want you to make any mistakes or whatever that's the case may be. They want you to be a perfect motherfucker. And, can't, and then you can tell where the jealousy is. Mm-hmm. These other movie stars talking shit about Will because they probably don't like how the fuck Will been winning. Hmm. When he did the Chris, what's traumatizing? Mm-hmm. Oh, so fuck that <laughs> innocent people show up at a grocery store minding their fucking business. Man. And an 18-year-old plotted and planned, bought a fucking uh, assault rifle, and went on purpose, murdered them on a day they didn't they didn't know they were going to die. Doing some normal, everyday shit. And specifically aimed for black people. 
That's tough. I be wanting to see the same fucking energy you gave that slap to that shit. Going to Good Morning America and all that shit, got these fucking statements, and then you get the fuck out of here. Right. And you, you're pretty consistent. You talk about everything. Right. You give things that you shed light on things that happened years ago, but but people stop talking about it. You still posting about it or talking about it. So, Well, that's what goes back to like, you know, if I go back to what B. Simone said about Dr. Martin Luther King, like, what are we doing? Are we just talking about shit for shock value or are we really going to talk about real shit? Mm, everything's about headlines these it's days. It's dumb, though. Like, yeah. are you going to speak out for something that's real? Like, you know, fucking gun law. Yeah. Steve Kerr did a good job speaking on it. Put man, it Steve three. Kerr, yeah. man, that motherfucker. Yeah. He was like, when he hit that desk, I'm like, shit. No. <laughs> Steve Kerr, like, ah! <laughs> I mean, not to be like that. I look, I was like, I try not to make everything black and white, but I love seeing when white people get upset. They like yeah. to hit shit, like, come on! Damn it! What are we gonna do? Come on! <laughs> I am sick. They always like yell and go back. Come on! <laughs> what are we going to do? It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's how white people get upset to white you. White people get upset like, mm. <laughs> let me say this. <laughs> Ooh, those senators in that fucking white building. <laughs> it's not, I'm like, damn, all right, shit. They mean it, man. They mean they mean <laughs> business. <laughs> but he was right. No, he's right. One hundred percent. It is so many things happening right now that is like, you know, when you see children, like these senators, these assholes are like <laughs> they try to find more ways to make the schools like in some type of prison. Yeah. Yeah, they need to get these doors and they get these special windows and these bulletproof. No, they at fucking school. How about we let like stop letting people just buy guns mm. without no real research being done? All right. So they bought off the internet. Dude, it's a video out where uh I don't know what network it was, did like this thing where they had this young white kid, I think he was like 13 or 14, go buy a gun easily hmm. from a shop. No questions asked. No research, no nothing. That is how easy it is to get that shit. That's why when they was like, oh, this kid was being picked on because of his clothes. Clothes? Nigga, you bought a gun. You could go get some outfits. Right. <laughs> if you could buy a gun, you could get some fucking outfits. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, it's the mental, mental health. And look, we talked about, we had a whole episode about that. Oh, and yeah. that's real. Yeah, yeah. That shit is on purpose. When you posting shit, when you writing shit, you're literally doing that shit on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, what recently what happened at that, you know, at Rob Elementary. Is that the name of the school? Rob Elementary. Yeah, you got what's up. How do you pronounce that city? Is it you? Is it you? You Uvalde, you got Uvalde? Uvalde. Rob Elementary. Rob Elementary. This is what's crazy about that. As the days has went on, we've learned way more shit man. that has happened. The details I ain't saying. I, it's, it's, it is absurd. It does, man. What, um, what the police did and admitted to it. Yeah, we we should have went in earlier. And- Dude, you had parents hearing their kids scream, and these motherfuckers was chilling. Y'all, the police, you supposed to be running in there. Ain't that what y'all do? Hmm. That's fucking scary. Yeah, I, it was I, a mom. She's like, "Fuck that shit." They had her in handcuffs. She talked them how to get out of handcuffs and ran in that motherfucker and got her kid. Yeah, I heard that. How, like, I mean, thank God she did. But it's like, how? How did that? Like, why did nobody else? It's this weird. These cats had bulletproof vests and guns. What was their rationale of why they did it? Just what safety protocol? Like no, what? They they didn't know. They didn't have no real rationale. Mm. It was a terrible game plan. Um, they could have just rushed that bitch. Yeah, one person. <laughs> like I, I'm like I don't know why. Yeah, y'all have all this equipment. We give millions of dollars of our tax money 
for all these fucking inventive ass shits they have and secret things and the battering rams and all this shit. And they didn't use none of that shit. And was yelling at the fucking parents. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Man, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't even, it doesn't make sense. I was hoping those stories weren't true, but I, I said, well, what else? I mean. The gun laws in this country, all that shit, the police, we, we, that's, this shooting exposed a gang of shit. Mm-hmm. But who's going to fix it? This, that's the question. Well, just think about it. Voting, I think now is more important. This is, think about it. This is why they've been fighting these voting laws like recently. Mm-hmm. People are fed up, and I think we're tired of just letting motherfuckers go in office just because they have a good enough commercial or like, all right, whatever. Mm. No. It's like, hey, when are you motherfuckers going to do your jobs? Right. Like, this gun law, it's, other countries don't have this shit going on. Dude, it is a whole war going on in Ukraine and Russia. For the Ukrainian president to like feel bad for us while he's fighting a war is kind of crazy. Because to them, you can you imagine that not making sense? Your whole nation is under fucking fire. And you're hearing about America, like our guns is used to kill innocent people. Not no war. Well, you think it's too far gone? So many people have guns, so they like everybody should just have one so they can protect themselves. I mean, I guess that's... that don't make sense neither. That's the whole thing. Everybody like, well, everybody get a gun. The teacher should have a gun. Yeah, nigga, what the teacher had an attitude? I don't. want... You right. have had a crazy the teacher, teacher having before? a bad day. Yeah, nigga, you've been heckling your teacher. Man, shut the fuck up. Oh, shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> I've had some crazy teachers in my in my life. Where like, <laughs> I don't know if they would have. All right, look, I'm not going to say that. Okay. But I don't trust all, all the teachers I had. Like, this, some of the motherfuckers hated us. Uh, they used to come to work like, fuck, what the fuck with these dumbass kids? You ever had a teacher talk to themselves and you could hear them and he'd see us sitting there like, I fucking hate my life. You know, you'd be like, damn, I hate this. Fucking kids. West side of Chicago. I about to say, that's a west side of Chicago stuff. Shut your ass up, I'm just saying, it must have been only over there. No, south side, we don't do that over there. No, Get no. the fuck out of here. Our teachers don't act like that. Please. Yeah. Yeah, we have, but see, my era is old ass teachers. My it was teachers I had that taught my parents. Huh? Yes, nigga. Like taught my parents. He remembered the nigga. Nickname was. I don't know if that was his last. I'm about to say his first name. The nickname was. He was a cool motherfucker. He just walk around singing the blues and shit. Always had shirts on it inappropriately unbuttoned. <laughs> had a chest hair out and chain. I, I swear to God, Jerry Curl. But it was, I guess at the time, it wasn't a big deal to do that. But like, somebody should have turned this nigga in. <laughs> turned him in. You ain't supposed to be showing your chest hair in front of the students. <laughs> was this high school? Yes. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it was bad either way. But I mean, no disrespect. I mean, he was cool. It went with his his aura. <laughs> we got another teacher. I, I guess I'm gonna have to change these niggas. Oh, we are gonna have to bleep it out. <laughs> I know this nigga was drunk every day. Because he used to get so fucking... <laughs> Come on now, goddammit. He was in front of, in charge of the computer room. Lit. He had the drunk nigga lip. You know nigga put a lot of cologne on because you can smell the alcohol in it. <laughs> nigga was fucked up. Damn, man. Every fucking day. And he used to get mad as fuck in the computer room. <laughs> this was at Crane? Yes, my nigga. Dang, I couldn't imagine that, dog. I was with Young. There's nothing Crane like that. Characters, bro. Nothing like that happened. And it's crazy. Dave taught at Crane later, of course. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do the teachers not look like that anymore? Act like that anymore? Like Dave is somebody we would have gave hell. <laughs> oh yeah, my yeah, friend yeah. Dave Hell. Yeah, they would have y'all to kill my boy, my cousin. His cousin yeah. yeah, that like, was terrible. We would have been like, shut your ass. Like that's what makes his joke funny about the kids fucking with him. Yeah, because it really happened. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Definitely happened. Oh, we had my. a teacher named. And she looked like whatever she wore in 1965, that's what she kept wearing. <laughs> Hairstyle and everything. It was kind of weird. She's like, don't you know? She had like talk like that. Don't you know? Type of shit. <laughs> don't you know? Don't you know? I had a teacher say, I'm Russian because I'm Russian. And I was, it took me it took me forever because she was always moving fast. So she said, I'm Russian because she was Russian. So, and I just thought that was clever. That's why when you get older, you start humanizing. Once you humanize teachers, because yeah. my friends are teachers. Like a gym teacher's a weird person, too. Hmm? A motherfucker that just teaches gym. 
<laughs> Why is the person that teach gym weird? They walk around in jogging suits and a whistle <laughs> for hours. Every fucking day. They also come up with activities, make you do exercise. Some of that shit didn't even make sense. Like, think about climbing a rope. Why the fuck are we doing? <laughs> you got splinters in your fucking hands and shit, because that was a smooth rope. <laughs> no. It'd be ropes they had for years. <laughs> now you need to change the rope out at least. Yeah, they never change the rope yeah. out. Yeah, you're right. Like, make you gladiator, man. You get stronger, you get stamina. You know, it's also good for cardio. Yeah, think about it. They were really teaching, man. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. At that time, I'll tell you how fucked up all my shit was. <laughs> Even our gym room was fucked up. Because it was, it was the same one they had for years. My parents went to this fucking school. Right. My aunties. <laughs> Earth, went and Fire. Yo, uh, they went to Crane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I never knew that. Yeah, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> what? The- my Aunt Jenny was with the... Uh, nigga, everybody went to Crane. I, I never knew. So, uh, uh, Roger Ebert's wife huh? went to Crane. How? When was that? Aunt Jenny and all them went. They all graduated again. They hang out now. They had white people at Crane? They didn't have motherfucker. That's not... Nigga, she had... No. <laughs> she married a nigga later. <laughs> but she went to Crane. So they had the same gym floor. Like, when I tell you this, I was busting my shit every day running suicides. Because it was slippery. We didn't have a new floor yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shit. Well, you know, we maybe we should go back to Crane and see if we can help. You know? We can do what? Get a new flow or something. Get a new rope. I mean, they probably still got that rope hanging, yeah, man. That rope. I'm to my splinters, nigga. I used to fuck my fingers up. <laughs> it's a whole new school now. They have a, a black woman principal who's amazing. Okay. She's dope. Okay. Um, they got a test to talk to her during quarantine. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. So you definitely need to go check it out, man. Just see, man. We'll see, man. Right. <laughs> it's one of those things. You go back in there. You remember when Mr. Clark... Came back to Eastside High. Uh, oh my God. After he left and then came back and was just fucked up. And they like got the music playing really sad. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Like, damn. That, that, is, <laughs> that is really your favorite movie of all time. Oh, Lean on Me <laughs> is just one of the greatest movies of all time. Hmm. It's so fucking real, raw. It just reminded me of like, Shit, my high school. High school was tough. <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. real. how did we get off of the B. Simone stuff? We I fo- know. <laughs> so, a question. Ain't that what podcast is? So, Why the fuck we talking about the same thing uh, the whole time? No, but, but no, because I want to go back and ask. Because so you were talking about the, the good man. Nobody's perfect, right? So, what um, we maybe should ask, maybe we should ask April is, what makes a good man a good man? I mean, mm. you, you know what I'm saying? Like. Well, first of all, I think it's kind of funny that uh, B. Simone used MLK as an example because Coretta Scott King actually said until her death that Martin didn't cheat on her, mm-hmm. that that was actually disinformation See? meant to mislead people <laughs> by the FBI to shit on that nigga. Uh. Um, so there's that. I, I don't think that he cheated because his wife said that he did not. So I mm, think that there yeah. is such a thing actually as somebody being good and faithful to you. I think B. Simone was having a triggered moment. Mm, she said um, that. She said yeah, she said yeah, triggered. She, she used the word triggered. Like, yeah. That video was intense. Um, <laughs> Dude, and then when they added the music? Yeah, the music yeah, it scared yeah, the shit out of me. The music she was like this like, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm gonna put my hands up like <laughs> I think that was a trailer for surviving MLK to let the way they did nah, it. She... Yeah, but, but it's it's hard to say what that is though. Like people aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think like we as black people, we have a lot of things that we have to heal from. Mm. Um, especially because we came into this country having our own set of structure mm. and 
coming out of slavery, it's like you're you're really in survival mode. And so I think for a lot of black people across the board, you're seeing how a white society was ran because you look at a master and how he's treating his wife and you think that's how you're supposed to treat your woman. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a lot of stuff that we have to unlearn and, and heal from. So the the men that are healing, mm-hmm. <laughs> that are going to therapy, I think those men are the ones that are that are doing it right. And actually, and ask what kind of therapist they're going to. Because I went on a date last week mm. and this man told me he was in therapy and then I found out he was only seeing a sex therapist. Wow. I'm like, Damn. I don't know what that does to your mental. What though. the fuck is a sex therapist? <laughs> <laughs> You know, is he is he too horny? Uh, is that what that's what I was, I was wondering? I was like, are you like are you addicted to sex? Is he a nympho? But I say? just I didn't well I didn't even dig into it. I was just I was so thrown off. I was like, okay, well, I think we're done here because that just felt like a lie. And mm. so you know, well, well, how, okay. So did he tell you he went to a sex therapist? Well, he told me he was in therapy, and then <laughs> like two days later, we like we had a really good first date, and then like two days later, we're like out again and we're talking, and you know, I was saying how I was looking for a new therapist. And uh to the sex therapist. Yeah, and he t- he told me that his therapist was a sex therapist. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't think I need that same kind of therapy. So wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, y'all next day, can you uh, dive in? Or See, that, but, was that it? But April, but this is the thing about it. okay. That's interesting. <laughs> so you would stop talking to this brother because he going to a sex therapist. Well, no, it wasn't just that. It was some other things that like kind of oh, okay. like came out because because okay. it. It kind of came out because we had bumped heads, and he, like, I don't know, he kind of overreacted to something that I was like, whoop. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. okay, so maybe you're figuring out who you are in a relationship, because he told me he was, like, a recovering fuckboy. And so he was- Wait, the brother said <laughs> that he's a recovering fuckboy. He told you that. A recovering fuckboy. Yeah. And he go to sex therapy. This guy's different. Yeah. He must be a mean therapist or whoever his sex therapist is. You a fuckboy. <laughs> you will not be a fuckboy anymore. Yeah, so I'm like- sex, that's fuckboy shit. So I'm thinking maybe that's to uh, figure out how to like navigate relationships, but I don't think that that really helps you process your emotions very well. So mm-hmm. make sure you asking these- these dudes, um, what kind of therapist? Well, you know what's interesting? <laughs> that's that's what a debate is, too, because I feel like most, I think most women think they're good women. Like, most women are like, I'm a good-ass woman. Right, I'm a right. good-ass fucking woman. I've seen, and so when I see shit like that, and I've, I've literally heard her, you know, say stuff like, I'm looking for a good man, da, 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 da. But, like, nigga, if you triggered like that, mm. you can't even meet a good motherfucker, because whatever I say to you is going to drive your ass the fuck crazy. Yeah. You're going to automatically go back to whatever place that was or that motherfucker that treated you like that. Yeah, she needs some healing too, huh? Man, everybody loves to throw this healing shit out, but <laughs> everybody needs it. Yeah, absolutely. And healing ain't going to, you ain't going to, nobody's going to be all the way healed. Right. It's fucking impossible. Yeah. You'll never meet somebody like, well, I'm healed. <laughs> that's for these sessions. <laughs> yeah, you got to continually work, work on it, work on it, continue to have those conversations. But that's just a human being, right? And that's why, like, relationship-wise, like, that's why, like, it is a disconnect between black men and black women. Especially mm. dating now. It's okay. a huge disconnect. And it's really because of communication. Like, a lot of conversations we only have amongst ourselves and not with each other. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it should be more brunches where it's men and women there. Not just the all-female brunch where they're like, all oh, these fuckboys. And all the nigga brunches. These women ain't shit. But it's always that guard up, man, where people aren't always... They're not being honest to the other. Um, each other. Well, it's, that's because we're just not talking. We're not talking about what we truly want for real. Right? Oh, yeah. And we're talking about everybody. And I'm talking about, like, you know, it's black men out here that specifically, like, you know, I talk about this all the time. They love the clones. You know the what clones? clones? You, you know what the clones is? Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I'll break it down. The clones. Oh, I'll tell you what the clones is. Okay. <laughs> the clones is, like, basically, like, the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That that you know Jesse Jesse Wu said this shit so perfectly. Motherfuckers want to look like black women and have the look and the swag and the, the body and the curves, but do not want the experience. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right. and that's real shit. That's what the clones do. And then so these brothers, especially here in L.A., specifically go after the goddamn club. Man. I actually have a take on that. Oh. I was in the barbershop last week. I was asking the guys in there about that. And one of the guys, um, he's from PG County, which is like one of the blackest counties in America, right? 
he told me that when he got out to LA, he started, he was like, I, I started seeing shit I ain't never seen before. Like, mm-hmm. I started seeing, you know, these, these non-black women with these black women bodies. Mm. And I was just trying to figure out, you know, what's up with that? Mm. <laughs> but that was literally his thing was like, he's like, I just never have seen this. Mm. So I'm attracted to it or curious about it from a physicality standpoint. Well, that's a different reason. I know cats that specifically say, this is what I'm going after. If you go to a day party in LA okay, and look at all the sections, the clones are there. They all look exactly the fucking the same makeup job, same butts, same lips. It is fucking insane. <laughs> it is insane. It is cats that specifically go after that. I've seen niggas kick the chocolate girls out the sections. Damn. Kick him out the section. No, for real. And so, like, that's a real fucking thing. And that's a fucking problem. It makes me think about, do you hate your sisters or your mom and your auntie? No, they just don't want to date them. But what's the fucking reason for that shit? It's different. Now I'm speaking from where I'm thinking they're coming from because it may, I mean, I, I you know, you get it. But is that is that forever or is that just for that time period? Then they'll marry that black queen. But see, this interest. We're in a weird time because at first it was a time where it was kind of more or less about colorism more than anything as far as dating. Where like, oh, I'm gonna get a red bone, and he was still a black woman, but I'm gonna get this red bone, and I'm gonna get this, da, 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 da. and then it just went away from all that shit <laughs> 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 to like, oh shit, <laughs> which is very interesting too. Like, you know, you know, I got my my chocolate kids, mm-hmm. my babies in uh, you know, Raina, all you know, got baby. Shane, you know, these are black women. Mm-hmm. And then my girlfriend now, Danella, is a beautiful black woman. But like sometimes when I post her, I get like these comments like, oh, see, he went to LA and got him a light skinned woman. Cause that's what these niggas do and they get successful. And I'm like, that ain't what the fuck I did. I found love. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I think sometimes that is what's taking out that, you know, those conversations too. I look at like some of my homies that are black men that are married to white women. Some of them niggas wasn't liked by a lot of black women. You got a lot of friends? Not a lot. I got quite a few. Really? And they wasn't because they was a certain type of guy. Mm. And you talking about like, it was a time where like, if you, you know, motherfuckers would call you soft. Like, oh, you too nice. A woman would say that to a nigga. You just too nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't want nobody too nice. Yeah. The fuck you talking about? Yeah, that was was a big thing about 10 years, 10, 15 years ago. But that shit passed down. That you don't think you deserve a nice, a nice guy. Nice guy, yeah. Yeah, we need, yeah. What you think about nice guys? You date nice guys? You gotta have a little edge. Look at her. Look at her. Look at her. I'm healing. <laughs> but I do agree with Braille, though, because I have another take on that. I feel like a lot of dudes come to LA and they were like cornballs wherever they came from, right? Mm-hmm. Especially because a lot of people come out here to be artists or models, actors. You know, and a lot of people don't understand, like, why you don't want to dribble a ball or play football. It's like, what? You want to play the piano? Mm-hmm. And it's it's weird. It's confusing. But then you come out here, your art is appreciated and it's respected. And you kind of have this, I think you kind of have this internal battle with your ego because you're confused as to why people rock with you out here, but they didn't rock with you at home. And so you kind of carry some of that internal resentment. It's like, well, the black girls at home didn't mess with me. So I don't know why they would mess with me out here. Mm. When they mess with you out here and people rock with you, they only mess with you because they rock with you. But really, the black girls are weirdos too. Mm-hmm. It's the same girls that was in art and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just more right. right. So I think there's like a disconnect in that. Yeah, that goes back. Everybody always tripping about like people at home. They hating on me, or I, I can't, you know. So. Well, but but it goes back to what she's saying. Like mm-hmm. it, it it is it's a conversation once again. Is this not being had? Well, like, all right, cool. You know, you look at like somebody like a Kanye West is a great example. Oh, that's what the first person came. Of, you could tell was like considered probably a lame ass nigga in a way because he was an artsy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, at that time. And so, like, you know, but it's weird to me. Why do they think those black women don't exist? I, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so what makes because what makes so the white girls weird? <laughs> Are the clones weird? Or maybe they just want a black man. I don't know. It's, it's some. No? It's some weird going on man, in our society. I mean, like you know, I I got a I have an extremely dope ass beautiful girlfriend. Mm-hmm. 
and from the South, dope as fuck, black woman. Um, and I used to struggle with that too, as far as like, would I date outside my race? I, I, I you said no. I wasn't comfortable. Yeah, you always said no. I, once again, I work with anybody. I love everybody, but like my personal space is very. Yeah. I don't know what conversations I can have about certain things. It's like, wait, what the fuck you say? Man, I was on a plane. I was <laughs> I was on a plane scrolling, and they said uh, one of the police officers in the George Floyd joint had like took a plea, and I was looking. I'm like halfway kind of trying to read. A white lady next to me goes, "Oh wow, is that breaking news?" I'm looking like, <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm mm. like, I, I think so. It's uh, <laughs> mm. like, oh, where can I finish? And she started looking at looking it up as well. So I don't know what place that came from, but it was just interesting that she asked me that. And like, I'm sitting on the plane, like, you all in my phone like that? What else, what else was I looking at? <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> but that really happened. I was like, yo. What's That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it, I don't know, man. Have you ever dated outside your race? Dated? Yeah. I don't know about dated. Dated. Have I? I hope I mean, I'm not missing I, somebody. I mean, you should be the double. Oh, yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, but I'm saying. Uh, I get it. I mean, they, they, I never had, I mean, like white. Like, like not mm-hmm. like not Latina, like that's Hispanic, nothing like that. Like um, a, a straight white, up, white girl. pure white woman. Pure white. All the way white. <laughs> ain't no, she ain't grew up in a hood. She is a white, oh, white woman. I ain't grew up in a hood? Oh. Like, I, come on, guys. Like, they don't even have black people around them unless they work for them. <laughs> White woman. Nah, I think nah, nah, not long term. Nah. That's to me. That's like <laughs> that's such a specific like like. <laughs> that was the South. Like I'm gonna say no. The answer is no, man. I just wanted to kind of think but about. I mean, it. Have you ever dated a Latino woman? Yeah, yeah. Latino is cool. Like I like I've literally only really dated black women. It's only been no, a few. No, you had some Latinas. Bro, that white only- girl. That white girl. That one time. Who? I, mean, I made it up, man. I'm like, bro, don't be like, excuse me, my nigga. I'm about to be like, who the fuck you say? Who? Uh, and it's nothing against that, right? I, I, I just think like, you know, I, I think love is important. Like, if you're doing that shit out of love, yeah, that's different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because now we got like, we got some black men that looking, you know, at black women who marry white men. Like, look at this motherfucker. Like uh, like the Supreme Court judge that just got a point. Like people made a big deal. She married to a white man. Yeah. Wow. But I'm like, I didn't know that. That's who was a, probably available when she went to school at. <laughs> but don't she got a daughter though, right? That don't mean nothing. What the fuck they got to do? Either? Nothing. They I was, had a kid. I, was, I just remember the picture, uh, the, the girl. I, I don't know why I thought she had a black man, but it's none of my business. That's cool. Look at that. Oh, Katanji Brown Jackson. That is a name. <laughs> And her husband's last name is Jackson, right? Man, you sure he white, man? He white as Patrick G. Jackson. <laughs> Patrick G. Jackson. <laughs> and the yeah. G is for... Let me tell you something. That's <laughs> a black, that is a black-ass name. Yeah, I, think, I mean, Patrick G. He's, he's that's black. The black women, that's acceptable, I think, if you marry a white man <laughs> with a black-ass name. Jackson. So that, that's what most of these black men got to do. Y'all got to find white women with black names. Okay. You got to marry you a Jackie. <laughs> Jackie? Yeah, you got to marry a Jackie, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's a good, another black day? Lysandra, but a white woman. Lysandra? <laughs> <laughs> Patrick G. Jackson. Pat Jackson. <laughs> Pat Jackson. Now, I remember the, one of the questions I wanted to ask was, uh, do, what, is, what am I saying? Do personal shortcomings... Diminish public accomplishments. Mm. Now that goes back to the uh, MLK, Dr. King. No, I don't think so. I mean, no? well, it goes back to do we separate the art or or whatever from the person? Yeah, yeah that. And, you know, it goes back to the fucking Cosby. Yeah. They canceled him for a match, but it was still on TV. It, it wasn't. Yeah, it stopped but for a while. They, but when they cancel a black man, they take everything from this nigga. All right. I don't even know what Weinstein got taken away from. He was still going to comedy shows. <laughs> he only act like he was fucked up when he went to court. Other than that, he was chilling. I don't even think nobody bring him up no more. Nope. I heard about him. And Harvey did all types of shit. Hmm. God, they took away shit he donated. They didn't get the money back, the schools. 
<laughs> All right. They're like, oh, fuck. We got, this not the Bill Cosby Library no more. But we going to keep the money. Y'all ain't get a nigga money back. <laughs> oh, I wonder who library was, like Morris they Chestnut? Took, they took all that shit from that brother. <laughs> and look, look, I, I think Cosby got what he deserved. Wow. Got what he deserved. Yeah. Well, I guess you, I, I, the word deserved. But yeah. at the same time, it's like. He earned it. He earned it, it? But it's, it's whatever the punishment of what things is going to be. Like it has right. nothing. I've learned to separate myself from whatever my opinion is. We have laws. And then another thing. Okay, so now that he's off, like he, but he took, he did, he did, his, he did his time. So like, can people leave it alone now? Can he get back to society, or is it gonna forever be a stain? I think that when you once you do your time, let's erase that, man. Move on. It's just tough because it's the public opinion of everything. And Bill Cosby really did kind of like separate the black community because there's a lot of artists that still defend him, like comics. They like, oh, fuck what y'all talking about. Niggas still hate Hannibal, all type of shit. Mm. There's people, too. Somebody got you mistaken for Hannibal one day, and they was like, oh, I don't fuck with him. And I was like, why not? And they brought up the Cosby thing. I was like, that's that's little real. That's not Hannibal. They were like, oh, okay, he cool, he cool. What? <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Everybody act like Hannibal outed Cosby, and he fucking didn't. Right. All he did was speak the fact. It wasn't like it wasn't online. These were conversations we were having in diners. Before hmm. it became public, with like male and female comics, I'm bringing the shit up all the time. Wow! Late at night, like, well, God, we did this or that, because it was all there. Because I was like, how does nigga get away with that shit for so long? <laughs> like, you know, because even with like, you think about people that still love R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's we talking about Chicago women too. It's some Chicago women that will fucking kill you if you say some shit about R. Kelly. Yeah. I mean, he they still this nigga sending this nigga money. Yeah, I mean, but we from the crib. You understand what that was. You didn't really enjoy him and whatever. Nigga, but- I felt how I felt about. I told I told this story a couple times. I, I actually told it on Jimmy Kimmel a little bit, but when I did, I did so I did stand in work for Trapped in the Closet. Me and Matt, <laughs> my brother Matt. Uh huh. And this one, I this one, I was like, okay, I don't know if I fuck with this nigga. He had a uh, one of his dancers, that used to dance, one of the background dancers. She was doing standing work too. So all of us would talk every day and laugh, or whatever. And I remember seeing this nigga looking at me like, fuck, she enjoying their company for. Like, that's what it felt like. <laughs> the next day, she would not fucking talk to us. She almost act like we didn't exist. And we was like, me and Matt was like, what the fuck? And I remember pulling to the side, like, yo, did I do something to you? She's like, no, Robert doesn't want me talking to you. <laughs> what? And then I th- this is all true, okay? This nigga had all the women around him and had us standing on the other side and literally just like looking at me and my brother like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, nigga, and I remember telling people they're like, you're real, you a hater. No, this is sick son of a bitch. <laughs> this motherfucker's crazy. That was my first one. The second one, right there with this nigga, was at John Singleton's birthday party. I think John Singleton just turned 50. Wasn't no real VIP area in there. It was a bunch of celebrities there. Everybody's having a good time. R. Kelly created a VIP area in a place that didn't fucking have one. <laughs> Sent one of his homeboys to come over there like, yeah, Robert want to uh, say what's up, he a fan. And I was like, nigga, I'm good. <laughs> And I remember him looking at me smoking a cigar like, like, dude, I don't like you. I never have. Because he was an asshole. It was even before that. It was at a comedy show he was at one time. And he was just, I remember speaking to him. He was just looking at me like, why the fuck you speaking to me? Oh, man. Fuck R. Kelly. Well, he, he, <laughs> he, he's getting some help now. And uh, maybe come back a different man. This thing about it. This all has shit to do with the... Allegations. Mm-hmm. The nigga just wasn't nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this this could help. <laughs> Rehabilitation. Is that what jail's for? Rehabilitation? Um, I, I, I can't even tell you who huh? told me the best stories about <laughs> this said, nigga. No. I can't tell you. I won't because I ain't danger. No. But I heard a great story. Yo, you know this nigga, after his concerts, will just go work at a McDonald's for no reason. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Fucking work the drive through. In whatever city you was a fucking and was dead fucking serious. Making fries, burger. Nobody would even stop this nigga. <laughs> you know how unsanitary that is? Some nigga come from a concert and cooking my goddamn food that's been sweating for fucking two and a half hours. He loved McDonald's, man. He did. He was at McDonald's all the fucking time in Chicago. Rock and roll McDonald's. <laughs> look, I mean, look, and this thing about R. Kelly, like, I don't know what I'm talking about R. Kelly. It's like oh, yeah, a little real R. Kelly rant. But you do realize he wasn't the only motherfucker doing what he did. Absolutely. All them niggas was hollering at high school girls. When I was in high school, it was nothing but old niggas pulling up. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the biggest dope dealers, all that shit. Them niggas had 15-year-old girlfriends in their 30s. Yeah. They couldn't. And the they... parents let it happen. See, that's what people don't talk about is it's weird. It was almost like a deal. Yeah. It was kind of fucking weird. It actually happened way more in our community than it's talked about. Yeah, they used to always have to check the age of who can come to prom. I remember. I remember all that. Nigga, they didn't even do that thing. At my nigga. Oh, we went to Crane. Old, nigga. You went to Crane. About, shut the fuck up. They, they, they let crane. anything happen. Yeah. That was it, that was that year. Those years. Oh, sorry. Biggie Young had motherfuckers old nigga boyfriends too, nigga. Okay. What the fuck you talking about? I'm just saying, y'all didn't have no like. Rules. I knew a y'all nigga. Had a rules I knew a nigga. Crane. Believe this name. It was a nigga named. Who <laughs> 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 had a car? Rim sounds. <laughs> He was our friend, and we didn't realize how sick this nigga was, so I became an adult. Like, why is this old nigga hanging out with 14 years? He was like our best friend, because had a car. We all ride with would talk to the girls our age, but we didn't think it was, I don't know why we didn't think it was wrong, because I think we was cool with him. Mm-hmm. But I, when I got older, and I'm like, wait, was like 20, why was he hanging out with us? Yeah. Was he hanging out with us to holler at the girls? And nobody stopped the shit. <laughs> Who's gonna stop it? The adults didn't do shit. Oh, yeah, them. They weren't around like that. They were no, too busy that's working. Not, that's not. That's no, not. It's that's, not an excuse. I'm not, just saying. It's not true, man. <laughs> it's such a. It's a taboo thing that we we don't talk about because it wasn't just R. Kelly doing that shit. No, not at all. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I have a daughter. It's nowhere in hell Brittany's dating some old nigga. Do you think any of that has to do with maybe like neighborhood protection from like crime and stuff? Or just even like you talking about like these big dope dealers that maybe have money that can maybe help out their moms mm-hmm. and stuff with mm-hmm. bills and they kind of just like, That's what was happening. Yeah. That's exactly what was happening. It, it, you know, it's weird because we see it in movies. You watch Paid in Full, right? And uh, what's his name? Sister was dating the dope dealer. Right? Maybe you're trying to leave money and shit. Like, that shit existed hmm. a lot more than you think. Yeah, never really think about it, actually. Until, like, right now. No, it was, it was fucking crazy. And, and, you know, Color Purple exposes that. It was a time when motherfuckers, missed, a motherfucker like a mister would just talk to the dad, say, I want one of your daughters. That's how, that's, that shit used to happen. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a, black people just got to talk about a lot of shit. <laughs> it's a lot of shit that's so buried that is, is to me now coming up, um, it's been passed down. Like, I think it's a such thing as generational healing. Mm-hmm. But that means motherfuckers have to have honest conversations about things in your family that nobody wants to fucking talk about. Man. That's what makes Gerard's special so fucking dope to me because... He didn't mind. He exposed generations yeah. of the men in his family and for what the fuck they did. Mm. And the only way you could change this is being saying, hey, man, that's fucked up. Right. And, cha- and changing it and going forth. I mean, you can't change other people. It's, I mean, you can have the conversations, but you can't change people. The funniest joke Gerard tells us that to me is about 
like his father being disappointed in both of us. Like, are you gay? And you only you only fuck your wife? He's <laughs> 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 It's just so funny to be like, you only fucking your wife? What? <laughs> you know, it's, it's so many conversations that has to happen. I, I do. I, I want to see black men and black women have more honest conversations with each other, though. Yeah. I think, and that, that's relationships in general, man. I think this is good. Like going from what B. Simone was talking about to you, like having this conversation, kind of having it via you know podcast, talking back and forth. So maybe we could bring that together in some kind of way in the future. Uh, I'd love to sit down and talk to her about yeah, that yeah. and what that really means to her. Like what? Because that just doesn't make any. Because not one thing makes anybody just whatever it is. Like you're mm-hmm. grateful whatever you do. Yeah. You know, yep. you could be a great basketball player and a terrible fucking husband and father. You could be a great husband and father and be a terrible basketball player. Does that make you not great in general or dope in general? I don't yeah. fucking know. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to bring him up, but I will real quick. I might delete all this. But uh, Nick Cannon, you mm. know, they got so many thoughts about him. Like, uh, is he a great man because of what he's doing or his personal business? I'm like. What does that mean? Is that the, yeah, it's the same look, thing? Right? He's still a great father. Right. He can't be a great father because he got several baby mamas. Yeah, they say because he can't be there for each kid. That's not true, though. I, I'm just, I'm reading. I'm When I read, I'm like, wow. They act like he the first nigga with eight fucking kids. <laughs> Everybody had back in the day. My Dude, was one of eight. <laughs> my mama was one of eight. It was so many eight to ten motherfuckers, and they had to work all day, too. They made it work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess people are just trying to get away from the past, but not really. I think it's a front. I don't. It's all weird, man. It's, we having so many conversations. And... Our society is just doing what the <laughs> fuck it wants. Yeah, but it, but it's about time because for a long time the world was so controlled, hmm. just controlled by the right motherfuckers telling us what the fuck to do. Right. This is the most freest I think people have been in general, like the human the human race. Hmm. Of just like, yo, just do what the fuck you want to. And I think it's a lot of, you got to do the fuck you want to, to for us to understand how to change and make things better. Right. Yeah. Kind of reshaping, reshaping the world right now. It's happening right now. And it's going to be better 50 years from now. So, hey, man, I think that's the episode. I think so. We talked about a lot. Yeah. I don't know what this episode is going to be, but <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's a lot of, a lot of shit I've said. <laughs> But let's talk about this. Black excellence. Black excellence. Black shout out. Today, this is okay. what we're going to do. You see what I'm wearing? You see what I got on? Yeah. This is Rock the Bells, Clothing Line, uh, started by one of the greatest MCs of all time, LL Cool J, who, honestly, the brother is so successful. Like, him and yeah. Queen Latifah, to me, are like the greatest example of like hip hop opening up doors for everything you can accomplish. Yeah, they're, real, they're true trailblazers for Dude, sure. They're trailblazers. Yeah, absolutely. And he started out as a teenager in this yeah. business. So he was like, when you think about it, it, it was like a bow wow or somebody like them young dudes, and right. it was still he's still been fucking relevant to this day. Yeah, yeah, he came out like a grown man though. Even but, still, he was sixteen. Yeah, but like bow wow had that. I know, you know, bro, not, you're I'm comparing not, not going to bow you're, out. That's not yeah, the, that's my not man. The, yeah, Wayne, shut the fuck he, up. He was appealing to yeah. different people. No, 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 no. Okay, cool. <laughs> Lil, Lil Wayne is like that too, right? The GOAT. But LL <laughs> was able to, like, we saw all, like, he, the nigga was a sex symbol every generation he could. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. His role, I'm not in the house. His role in the house. What, what was he again? Man, the brother could act. <laughs> He's in fucking movies, TV series. Nah, he the man. Hosted Lip Sync Battle. No, he hosted the fucking Grammys. Hosted the Grammys. Nah, he definitely did. And this is his line right here, Rock the Bells. Rock the Bells, man. I love this. It's so fucking comfortable. Nah. And it's so dope. Nah, I see. This is chocolate. And it looks like like it's been ironed. That's just the style. 
Wayne, ain't nobody said shit about no, you and your goddamn that, jeggings. You, got, uh, you see him? You see what I'm saying? I just got, got these. Goddamn I got them. Not my Lynch Lit Lemonade. Lyrical Lemonade. Lyrical Shout out lemonade Cole Bennett, Chicago. And your Stonewash jeggings. Okay. That's us. I mean, my, my Lyrical Lemonade shoes. Big boots. Big boots. Those are Jordans? Yeah. Lyrical Lemonade Jordan collab. Fat ass shoes. Yeah, they they pretty big. Make me, make Nigga, me talk. Is that your real shoe size? <laughs> yes, man. It just look big. It's like man. you just put on somebody else's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Big ass shoes. What? That, that don't even make sense, man. That don't even look like it should be on your foot. <laughs> hey man, shout look. out to them pe- peacock bell ass man. Shout out to people over there. Yeah, that's cool. But the bell air ones. Back of those big ass shoes. Uh-huh. <laughs> These are nice, nigga. It look like you got a pair of power forwards. Ah. Pair of power fours. If they name a shoe at the a position, those would be <laughs> called power fours. Nah, they they're definitely heavy. But, I know they are. But light at the same time. You know what I'm saying? This nigga ain't walking on fucking Super Mario go. shoes. Take a picture. <laughs> Why he looks fucking the same? Goddamn jeggings and these goddamn <laughs> fucking work boots. This <laughs> <laughs> is what referees wear when they done. <laughs> All right, man. Put ice in the shoe shit. <laughs> referees are fucking funny to me. <laughs> What? Like referees. Like I you ever see it? Like I mean, you know, I watch referees a lot. They be tired as fuck. I can tell which referees drink by how much they sweat. <laughs> Most of them probably drink right? nigga. These motherfuckers be sweaty as hell running up and down that court. A referee job is weird. <laughs> what? It's official, man. Yeah. Yeah. The hair be all fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> Most the refs? Yeah, refs look fucking insane. Most refs look like dirty cops. <laughs> wow. I think he's put some pictures up with refs as he's Dude, saying this. If you put some pictures up with some referees, just anybody. Just type in NBA refs. My man James Capers, that's a great guy. Shout out. My I man, know James Capers. James Capers, Chicago. He coached at Crane. Mm-hmm. Oh, he coached at Crane? Yeah. He made it out. He's one of my front off coaches. Mm-hmm. Coach Capers. Look at that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> like a dirty-ass fucking cop. <laughs> what was his name? That's the one that was, it was uh, cheating, huh? Calling the games wrong. Calling the games wrong. Look at this. Dirty cop. <laughs> he, he looked like a detective for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely detective. See, so, yeah, that's not a dirty cop. Shit. Oh. Yeah, that's the police, fam. That's the, Wow. I've always thought this shit too, which is insane. Like, these motherfuckers like the cops. Dang, this is kind of weird, man. Stop. Hey, man, that's why I think players, players talk so much shit to referees because they, they're like, that's the way you're talking to the police. <sighs> man, you a bitch. Because you can't say that to a cop. I mean, they are police in the game, so this actually makes sense. But you know who talked the most shit to referees? Damn. Did I tell you this? Who? Chris Paul. Okay. The shit he says to them. I remember like asking the ref, like, you sure you don't want to take this nigga? <laughs> you sure you don't want to take this? Man, that's Chris Paul. I know I, I should say this, but damn it, I was sitting there. What happened? I was sitting courtside, and the referee called a foul on him. He said, man, you a bitch. Right? <laughs> I'm out. That got to be a tech. <laughs> <laughs> no. The brothers head of the player association, yeah. I think they scared of this nigga. Because <laughs> he was like, you a bitch. And the ref was like, come on, Chris, don't do that. Like, he's like, man, shut the fuck up talking to me. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> he literally rolled his ass and said, shut the fuck up talking to me. And I was like, so that's not a technical fact. Still ain't get a tech. <laughs> Some wow. nigga just did like this. Come on, man. Uh, wait a minute. You gave him a tech for that? <laughs> this nigga told you to shut the fuck up three times. They gave him Chris Paul tech. <laughs> I was like, damn. Shit. <laughs> Chris Paul wrote his ass in. Shit. <laughs> the fuck up talking. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck you not throwing out this game, man? Shit. The fuck up talking to me. I was like, God damn. Fucking cops, man. The rest. <laughs> dirty man. cops. Look at them dirty I mean, cops. They, they definitely like dirty they cops. They all right like there. dirty cops. We got them. They got them. <laughs> Look at him. The motherfucker. You watch the movie American Gangster, you see all these referees. <laughs> That's what I thought about. I was watching American Gangster the other day. Uh-huh. And I was like, wait a minute, these dirty cops are like the referees. That's what made you think of it. That's what made me think of that shit. <laughs> like dirty cops are like fucking NBA refs. 
Man, NBA refs like dirty cops. This is that is ridiculous. Now I'm looking at them. It's kind of bad. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Look at that shit. It look evil. Look at that old man in the background. Evil. All of them old man with the man in the middle. Mm-hmm. He looks mean. Mm-hmm. Jeez, Louise. definitely slamming you on the hood of a car. <sighs> I don't like black gums either. <laughs> the back of Forrest Whitaker's neck. <laughs> Bernie said that. Mm-hmm. I hate my gums could have black. I hate the back of Forrest Whitaker's neck. That's so a specific thing to say to describe some black. That nigga say he hate the back of Forrest Whitaker's neck. Yeah, he's... Which means Bernie saw this nigga neck and was like, if I ever wrote a nigga about being black, I hate I hate my gums because they black. Can you pull that up? I just want to watch it. Like, it's Bernie back, uh, don't be a menace. I love Bernie oh, Mac. Damn. Oh, you there. Get out of the truck and put your hands in the air. Stand on one leg. With the tip of your finger, touch the tip of your nose. Now, in a circular motion, rub your stomach and pat your head while saying rubber baby buggy bumper. <laughs> rubber baby buggy bumper. Strike a pose. Now vote. <laughs> this is one of the greatest spoof movies of all time. Now walk slowly toward the car. Look at Bernie ass. <laughs> we didn't even do nothing. Think about that. Uh, was he a whole like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> He's having a cup of coffee. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> Movie was funny until that part. What <laughs> you mean the back of my neck? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, y'all. <laughs> it's another great episode of Keeping It Real with Young Wayne. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is what the podcast is, I guess. That's it. We up out of here, man. Till the next time. Till next time. Keeping it real. That was a headgum podcast.